Good morning and welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village for this Palm Sunday, March 28th. We are so glad that you have decided to join us in worship this morning. Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest. Some quick announcements. Uh, this week is Holy Week. Uh, we will be having a special Holy Week devotionals uh, all week, so tune in to our Facebook page for that. I hope you've been enjoying the ones that you've been reading or hearing over this last year. We continue on, but the focus specifically this week on Holy Week. Monday, Thursday, we're having a at-home worship guide emailed out to all the households of the church. If you haven't received yours yet, contact the church office, and Joanna will make sure that, that you receive one. On Good Friday, we are sharing a worship service with the clergy of the New Hope Lutheran Church here in Agora Hills, and that will be premiering at noon on Good Friday. You'll want to tune into that. And next Sunday, Easter Sunday, here again on campus in person outside at 10 a.m. Uh, let me remind you that uh, if you choose to come next Sunday, as you did uh, this Sunday, you'll need to pre-register ahead of time, and we're following uh, all the health guidelines that are still in place, which ask us all to be wearing masks, whether we've been vaccinated or not, and to uh, keep a six-foot distance from people who are not part of our, our family circle. All right, then, let us center ourselves for worship this beautiful, beautiful morning. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Today, next Sunday, we wrap up our sermon series on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount by looking at the larger picture of his words, the kingdom of God, what it's like, and how we can participate in it. We have examined the Beatitudes, the Torah extensions, teachings on piety and the Lord's Prayer. We've uh, listened to Jesus' teachings about uh, what it is we set as priorities and what we treasure, as well as how we might be further reliant and just simply trusting in God with our lives. Through and through, Jesus is challenging all who would hear and agree with his words to be the, the salt, to be the light. The kind of folk who would live in such a fashion as to ennoble all of life and thereby witness to the essential nature of love to make a way and to give life its purpose. Today on Palm Sunday, we observe Jesus' triumphant entry to Jerusalem and what that would have meant for his contemporaries who were suffering under Roman occupation and the compromises of their local leaders to find ways to get by while retaining some semblance of power and authority. As you can imagine, it was a messy time. There are some good lessons here for us in our messy times about how to be part 
of the kingdom of God now in our lives. So let's get off to the right foot this morning on this Palm Sunday and have a word of prayer. Be with me now in prayer. Holy God, we pray that your presence would be felt among us uh, in this time of worship. That we might open our hearts and minds to your holy word. And that being nurtured and inspired by it, we would be led into truer discipleship and greater faithfulness. In your son's holy name and for his purposes, we pray. Amen. Hosanna, loud Hosanna, the little children sing. Through pillar, court, and temple, the lovely anthem rings. To Jesus who had blessed them, close folded to his breast, the children sang their praises the simplest and the best from all of it they followed mid an exultant crowd the victor palm branch waving and chanting clear and loud the lord of earth and heaven Scorn that little children should on his bidding wait. Hosanna in the highest, that ancient song we sing. For Christ is our Redeemer, the Lord of heaven, our King. Oh, may we. and life and voice and in his blissful presence eternally rejoice good morning morning. i would like to invite the children at home to come close to your monitors and for our children who are in the back, I wanna say thank you for being a part of our Palm Parade this morning and last week. It was so wonderful to have that experience. It actually felt like they were walking around us. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I was like, they're here in worship, that's so amazing. Thank you guys for making that possible. We talked about Palm Sunday a bit last week as we were getting ready for our parade, but I want to remind you of a few things. We did, just as you guys did last Sunday, remember that the people in the crowd were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna was a form of a prayer that turned into a celebration where we say, Thank you and glory be to God. All of those things were exceptional. One of the things that we didn't talk about last week, though, was the fact that the reason that they waved the palm branches is because of the fact that that was a sign 
to those that were around that they were honoring royalty. They were honoring a king. So all of the people who went and grabbed palm branches to wave as Jesus entered the holy city, they were saying, this is our king. This is someone that we look up to. This is someone who has power and has something important to say. And that is pretty powerful for Jesus' followers to recognize that he was teaching them and that he was someone that they wanted to follow as their king. We know as people of faith that Jesus is our king, but back then that was something that was unheard of and ultimately got Jesus into a bit of trouble, as we'll learn as we go throughout Holy Week. But to claim that Jesus is our king, whether it was back then or today, is a powerful thing because it says, I want to follow Jesus. What he has taught is important. And I know that that's what we do every Sunday when we get together, whether it's here in person or across the interwebs, that God is touching us and reminding us how we worship our King of Kings in Jesus. Will you guys join me in prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being our king. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, this day and every day, we join in the holy parade, proclaiming Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Help us to remember this day, the joy and the festivities, and the ways in which you bring us to new life and new possibilities. But help us to remember that we, who were probably the people proclaiming Hosanna back in the day, possibly were also the people in just a few days' times that were crying out something different, crying out for your crucifixion, and that breaks our hearts. Help us to find our footing in the celebration and in the rejoicing of you as our king, and find ways to stay focused and fixed on that. When we get distracted, when we get caught up in the, the energy and the commotion of a crowd, let us find our center in your love, in your grace, so that we might continue to strive for your kingdom 
of heaven here on earth. Help us to embrace the ways in which you speak to us, redeem us, and offer us that new life. As a people of faith, we pray for the following people. We have the celebration when family comes to visit, and we join with Paul Guyberson in, in celebrating his son Paul visiting from Arkansas, uh, who, who is here to be with his father and to, to reflect on what is happening today, what has happened in the past year, and how, how Paul's life was transformed by serving as a Navy SEAL for our nation. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers with Polly Martin for her niece, Sandy DeLong, who continues to fight glioblastoma stage 4 brain cancer. Be with her as she has stepped into her radiation and chemotherapy treatment this past week. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Cindy Price and Linda Northrup as they deal with complications from their cancer treatments. Be with them as they walk this path and they discern the next steps that they need to take for their health and their families. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Jim Lawson lifting up prayers for her, his daughter as she awaits news from her most recent biopsy. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we continue to hold the family and friends of Charlene Sundgren in our prayers as they grieve her passing a little over a week ago. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Almighty God, we come to you with the prayers on our hearts with this moment of silence. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray all of these things, saying the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Our scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 2 and 6 through 15. When they, when they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethahage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied in colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and other cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna is the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Then Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who were sitting and buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he cured them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the amazing thing that he did, and heard the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the Lord to the son of David, they became angry. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
you, choir. Wouldn't that be neat if I could just turn around and say, thank you, choir? <laughs> well, that day is going to be coming. Let's be patient. It will come before we know it. In the 21st verse of Luke 17, Jesus is remembered as saying, the kingdom of God is among you. We think that he was speaking about himself and about the effect of his ministry upon faithful souls. What do you think? What do you think he meant when he said that? When Jesus drew his words to a close that day on the hillside overlooking the Sea of Galilee, people were touched as they were impressed. His wisdom, his spiritual authority were beyond his years. And that coupled with all the stories about his healing powers with the blind and the lame made people wonder if indeed a new powerful rabbi was emerging among them. Someone who would put to rights the world as God would have it be. Perhaps the long-awaited Messiah was here in this Jesus. They were overflowing with joy and with hopefulness, yet in truth, they were equally anxious and uncertain because saving them and transforming the world would be an enormous, a miraculous task. In the not-too-distant future, this itinerant rabbi would be wending his way down the pathway of Mount Olivet towards the old city of Jerusalem to shouts of, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. And in a, an ironic play of images, this life-altering, world-transforming leader was riding into the holy city, not on a war horse, but on a donkey. Not with the adulation of soldiers and power brokers, but that of the common townspeople. And as Matthew tells the story, he headed right to the temple and, and he chased out the money changers who exploited the people's spiritual hopes while, while loudly asserting that God's house was a place of prayer, a mission base of God's sovereignty. For there and for everywhere, for then and for always, and as we hear it today, for here and for now. Our last verse of Scripture this morning reminds us that those in power in the religious and the political community of the day that collaborated with the Roman elites, these folk were angry and upset with Jesus, threatened by his words, by his actions, and, and more so his intentions of changing things up. 
this dilemma in which the good and the holy and the righteous find themselves as they give word and action to God's purpose and to God's will. This is the dilemma. This was true then, just as it is true now. Jesus' purposes are met with opposition. Those who follow Jesus can expect a similar treatment when they seek to experience and to build the kingdom of God now. As Amy Jean Levine writes, when people take seriously the Sermon on the Mount, when they, when they conquer their anger, when they love not only their neighbors but also their enemies, the kingdom is present. When we practice our piety, not for accolades, when we find our treasure by focusing on what is of ultimate importance, then the kingdom becomes incarnate within us and among us. Both we and the world in which we live become transformed in the now experience of the kingdom. We get a foretaste of that which is not quite yet fully here but is surely to come in all of its splendor, in all of its power, when God's reign is fully consummated among us. Levine goes on to acknowledge, though, that it is impossible, in her words, to sustain the sense of kingdom presence because stuff gets in the way, she writes. Life gets in the way. Failing bodies get in the way. We can't be perfect all the time. These moments of doubt, of frustration, of jealousy, of greed, of, of despair disrupt our kingdom experiences. But, you know, also serve as opportunities for change and for spiritual maturation. Our faith starts looking forward to that, that messianic age when there is real peace on earth and real peace in the human hearts. We seek the time when the not yet of the kingdom will become the kingdom now. When we experience the, the now of the kingdom, we know the, the support, the strength, the imperatives of God as our true reality. Even if it's just uh, a little bit short of experience, brief of a glimpse. We get a taste of it. We get a sight of it. And we know that's what we want 
That's what we want to be among. If we open ourselves enough to the Spirit, this, this glimpse motivates us, draws our, our full attention, and focuses our life energies towards working with God to bring about God's spiritual goals for ourselves. Our dilemma is living spiritually well in what is our now and not letting the impact of our realization of the, of the not yet that is out there get to us and derail us from these experiences that we can have in the now of our lives by leaning towards what God offers us for ourselves and for our world. Hoping against hope to further actualize it and, and, and make it more so for us each moment in each day. And so in short, we want to be able to manage the lacking of the, of the not quite yet of the fullness of God's kingdom and fully engage wherever we are able in the now experience of the kingdom of God. Now we know the kingdom of God is, is near. We gain a glimpse of the, the kingdom of God well, when a famous athlete kneels down among well-wishers to converse eye-to-eye -eye with a, a disabled kid. When an employee shares his lunch with a workmate who forgot his. Little moments of grace. Short times of tender mercy remind us that the kingdom of God can be now, can be among us. When a black child introduces his Asian friend as his twin because they're wearing the same color t-shirt. When a young couple gives away their theater tickets to out-of-town guests who couldn't afford the, the big city prices. When the teacher stays centered throughout a student's anger to reach that hurt and that hope that is so frustratedly buried within. Tender mercies, brief glimpses of a kingdom that is not fully yet but can be now the more we open ourselves up to it the more we walk with Jesus into it when people join in worship regardless of the quality of the show the kingdom of God abounds when people put themselves 
at risk for the betterment of another. When the pain of betrayal is immense, yet the power of forgiveness is even greater. When a busy person pauses to listen to a senior's neighbor's story, told once more for the first time, and responds with interest and caring. When repentance leads to restitution and that leads to reconciliation, we know that the kingdom of God is among us. When a family decides to dedicate a vacation week to a work team, perhaps post-hurricane or post-flood or post-tornado, When a family decides to collect food from the neighborhood for the local hungry and discovers their porch filled with boxes upon boxes each week that then becomes each month, we are seeing the effect of the kingdom of God. When you treat your neighbor like you would like to be treated and you weren't even asked. When you find your heart breaking. When you find your heart breaking over a stranger's pain or mistreatment. Though you really don't know that person. Or you really can't say you... You fully understand the circumstances and you don't really see that as your business anyway. But you notice and your heart breaks and you feel like it is your business because it's the business of a brother or sister. And you reach out and you do some good. These times and and moments like them are when the kingdom of God is now. And it breaks into the present time and and it gives us a glimpse or a foretaste of things to come when God's reign that is still fully out there, not consummated fully among us, so it is not yet, will become fully extended into the now of human life. May thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May it be through me. May it be through us. May we be given ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to care. 
Though for now the, the shadow of the cross darkens the path of the donkey riding holy one. And as the darkness grows, the sounds of kingdom among us dims. Many turn away and, and can't look. Many deny and can't remain. Though many others, thankfully, will will lean in and embrace the dilemma of the now and the promise of the not yet to come. With the simple, basic hope that their little effort will be used by the divine for the bigger goal that their candle will be joined with, with others against the darkness wherever it might be growing. That their trust, that their effort, that their resolve, that their sacrifice, that their life will be spent towards the purposes of God. As our friend Father Richard Rohr writes, this now and, and not yet reign of God is the foundation of our personal hope. You know, in our cosmic optimism. But it's also the source of our, of our deepest alienation from the world as we know it. because of that contrast of what God wills and what we are. Our task is to learn how to live in both worlds until they become one world, at least in us. If you practice living in the now of the kingdom, you will find your pathway clearer towards the oneness with God that you seek for your future. This Holy Week, look the dilemma of God's kingdom now and not yet squarely in the face and dare to believe that God's kingdom will come. Amen. Amen. <coughs> the now and not yet. The dilemma of what could be, but is not here yet. And the reminder of those lim little glimmers of grace that give us hope and give us an inclination of what 
the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God look like. Those are the things that invite us to respond with praise and thanksgiving for the gifts of God's love and grace in our lives. We now come to the time in our worship service where we present our tithes, gifts, and offerings to God. We will receive the gift of music, and while that music is playing, those of you who are gathered here in this place, you had the opportunity to give your offering as you walked in. If you missed that opportunity, the plates are over by the youth building, and you can do that on your way out. For those of you who are worshiping online, you can go to our website or mail in a check, and we would appreciate the gifts that you give in response to God's continual invitation to the kingdom of heaven. We trust this service has been a blessing to you. So let me ask you, as, as we get ready to leave, where do you come out <coughs> in this dilemma? Is the world as, uh, as good as it's going to be? And you're, uh, you're fine with that? Just motor along and smile? Or do you inspire, do you aspire for something that is better? A world that more so manifests Jesus' love, ethic, God's justice, and merciful <laughs> redemption for all souls. Just a little bit more than we're experiencing it now. Or maybe a whole lot more than we're experiencing now. If you're looking for the more, if you're hoping to set a course for a better 
life as you emerge from these pandemic days. We want you to know that you are more than welcome here at the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village. You've got friends here to walk alongside you and to help you become all that you imagine God would want you to be. And at the same time, to, to work with you to shape our society more to God's liking, of becoming more the beloved community and the peaceable kingdom. We're facing into that dilemma and we are siding with God's love and God's grace. So be safe, stay healthy, know that you are loved. Amen. May the peace of God May go the peace of God go May the love with you. of God May the love of God surround you.